Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 9 of Middle of the Row, the podcast. Today we will be discussing Kingsman, the Golden Circle, the follow-up to Matthew Vaughn's film Kingsman, the Secret Service of a few years back. But before we get into that, (laughs) what all has everybody else been watching? So I recently watched, for the first time, No Country for Old Men. And his opinion about it is going to be very wrong, but continue. I thought it was good. I think it's super overrated. Um, I really did like Javier Bardem. I thought he was great. Uh, Josh Brolin was great. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, also amazing. But it just, I, I think it was just not as amazing as everyone says it is. Still good, though. Um, and I also nope, watched the... Nope. Fina- there will be a rebuttal. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming everyone's seen this movie. In this I have podcast. Not. Okay. Well, because it looks boring. No, it is not boring. I wouldn't say it's the boring. first. It's the first two thirds of the movie is basically just nonstop cat and mouse chasing, and is a okay. I would not agree. With and that, is a perfect okay. movie. <laughs> um, and I'm I, gonna have to chime in here and say I I haven't seen it in a while. I saw it in college, and I remember loving the tone of it. I mean, it's a Coen Brothers movie, so. That's going to be on, on point. But I would I say, calling tense, it a Coen Brothers movie, this is the least oh, Coen Brothers yeah. movie. Yeah. That it felt, it felt super sure. different, yeah. Yeah. But, like, there's a lot of it I don't remember, though, so I can't... Well, I'm glad you're commenting I'm not sure on if it. I can't... <laughs> well, I, in the sense that I feel like if I was super tense for the first two-thirds, I would have remembered that movie. But I wasn't super tense. Like, the tension I, I felt when I was... When I watched the Hurt Locker in theaters, I remember that to this day. Also overrated. Like, I don't. So yeah, I don't. But con- but continue, Zach. But continue, Zach. Sorry, I apologize. Um, and then when I originally saw the movie, something happens at two thirds of the way through the movie that really frustrated me and pissed me off, and I held it against the movie. But over the years since I've rewatched it over these last ten years, this is its ten year anniversary. Um, I rewatched it about a month and a half ago as well i think and i think i'm finally uh ready to call it perfect all the way through um that last third of the movie is pretty amazing as well even if it is something different than what you got before it it is one of the classics everybody should watch it including lauren um, I take all your advice with a grain of salt. But surprisingly, it I don't know if it would be in my top three of 2007 because that's how amazing that year in oh, film 2007 is. 2007 was stacked. So, um, but yeah. here, what one thing to say, the breakout role for Javier Bardem, right? And so, if anything, watch it for that because... Whew. I would agree with that, yeah. I don't know, he's pretty good at Mother. Ben, oh my God. go ahead. I will. Sorry, I just threw up in your mouth. Hurt me <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. Uh, I also watched the the finale of the Sinner, which I thought was actually pretty great. Um, I feel bad because Bill Pullman doesn't do as much like as I think he's capable of. Like he's so good. Bill Pullman's like, in that show. Yeah, and he's so I good. Like we, I feel like and we talked about like, this and I totally forgot because it's Bill fucking Pullman. But yeah. That's what everyone forgot about him. It's like, oh yeah, the guy in Independence Day. He's done other stuff. <laughs> and he's good, but... Newsies? Kinda... Newsies, anyone? 
okay, but I I liked him. Um, Jessica Biel was also great, um, and it was intriguing. The whole the whole series was really intriguing. It had me kind of guessing and double guessing. Um, I I enjoyed it. Is it? It's not amazing. Like oh my god, everyone needs to see it. But I would recommend it to most people. Um, and then uh, it's much better than movies. your previous TV recommendations for everything, which was don't watch it. Well, Room 104 isn't a don't watch. I just, you know. Speaking of that, Vice Principal Season 2 is amazing. Amazing. So do go watch that. Everybody should watch that. Um, and then not not actual the movies themselves, but I saw two trailers that got me very excited, which were uh, the trailer for Tomb Raider, which I I love the, the Square Enix, the, the remake or Square, is it Square Enix? Yeah, the reboot of the games. This movie looks like it's following that tone. I love Alicia Alicia Vikander, so she's going to be awesome. Um, and then I saw a trailer for The Isle of Dogs, which is, that's Wes Anderson, right, Zach? That's the guy who did uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. That looks amazing, too. Brian Cranston, as soon as I heard his voice... I was I was in, with, especially uh, with that animation style. It made style. an island of dogs look creepy. It's the one island of dogs I do not want to go to. What looked, I, what looked wanna... creepy about it? It's just the style. I can't do that style. Uh, I can I can understand that. Like I can see where you're coming. But from. they all have that but cute it... little dog flu cough. Mm-mm, not cute. Creepy. <laughs> but uh, so those are my those are my big things. But big recommendation of the weekend: Vice Principals. So good. So good. Somebody else. Are we talk. all just pausing to read what Zach's <laughs> reading in the document or writing? Um, <laughs> um, so actually, I was into a lot of things this week, and there was there was a TV show from last weekend that I forgot to talk about. Atypical. Briefly. No, it wasn't atypical. Um, so first of all. To um, work on my podcast prowess and in- increase my ability, uh, I've been listening to more podcasts, um, and the two that stand out for me are Pod Save America, and that is uh, which he shamelessly self-promoted to them on oh, Twitter. Yeah, for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. So that was created. So it's branch of Crooked Media, created by John Favreau, Tommy Vitor, John Lovett, and Dan Pfeiffer, who were part of the uh, Obama administration. It, they're they're super. So first of all, for being part of the Trump or not Trump, excuse me, Obama administration and being like speechwriters and um, communication speakers or whatever, super young guys. And so their take on politics, they're very savvy. They obviously know what they're talking about, but they they talk about it in relatable ways, which is great. Definitely has a left lean for a hundred percent, but um, a great breakdown of what's going on in the world. They have a they have a really great interview with Hillary Clinton that came out like last week or a couple weeks back, um, and it just sounded more. I don't know. It sounded more real than I don't know some of the other stuff. I guess I don't know. Um, and then also the Liturgist podcast, which is with I had a Pod Save America T shirt six months ago. Get with the program. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, I'm getting on board. I'm getting on board. And for anyway. my thoughts on John Favreau's Jungle Book, go to the website. Hey, thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Different John Favreau. Super confusing. Um, uh, other podcasts, The Liturgist with Michael McCarg, also known as Science Mike, and Michael Gonger. Um, 
that's more of kind of like for my religious kind of interest. Um, but very, I don't know, very down to down to earth, excuse me, and also super accessible. I think for people who don't maybe necessarily have a very strong religious background, but maybe are interested in religious type topics. Um, I feel like John's just trying so to get me to listen to this podcast. I no, I'm no. Honestly, yeah, I want to uh, learn about this podcast prowess you're talking about getting. Um, just, I mean, I don't know. I just, I need something to listen to when I drive to work in the morning. Oh, I thought you were like, you made it sound like you were learning skills to talk good. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) essentially that too. Um, also another Twitter shout out that I made that got actually, uh, liked and retweeted and it was awesome. Uh, beach slang, the band beach slang retweeted something I tweeted. Um, beach slang is a punk band in the vein of the replacements and jawbreaker. Um, and, and who they are, are they in the vein of? <laughs> um, the replacements are a that's that's the that's a definitive. Yeah, they were they were a first American punk band. Yeah, um, they were much a football every rock team to me. <laughs> 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 oh gosh! Um, but Beachlang is just this loud punk band, but they're coming out with like uh, an EP which they're calling Quiet Slang. And they recently released a cover of 13 by Big Star. And it's just really moving and emotional still. Um, the EP is called We Were Babies and We Were Dirtbags. And it's out October 20th on Polyvinyl Records. So check it out. And then lastly, in terms of TV, uh, The Deuce, which I actually watched last weekend, which I should have mentioned and I forgot to. Um, the Deuce is the new... HBO show by David Simon and his frequent collaborator George Pelicanos. Um, it is if you were if you know nothing about this show, it's kind of unclear what it's about from the first episode because it kind of bounces around between different characters and different storylines. Um, and I think the most you could get from it is is this just a show about prostitutes? Um, and it is. It's a show about prostitution in New York in the seventies. I want to say. Um, but I think it's also more about how sort of uh, the adult fim- film industry really took off in New York in the 70s. Um, so yeah, James That's... Franco's in it. Maggie Gyllenhaal's in James it. James Franco's also um, in it. Yeah, James Franco. Yeah. Oh, Zoe Kazan's in it. Who? Zoe Kazan or Kazan. I don't know. I Kazan. said the same name twice the same way. But <laughs> she's in uh, The Big Sick and... Um, <coughs> What's the one? Ruby Sparks? Is mm-hmm. that it? Yep. Oh, yeah, is she? Great. Wait, seriously? Yeah. Who, which character is she? I'm trying I to... I don't know. I just remember seeing her in the preview. Again, another interesting look into... It's a. It's totally a period piece, so an interesting look into, like, 70s-ish New York. Okay, um, I guess I'll go now if you're done. Um, to carry on the same vein with podcasts... One I listen to is Bizarre States. It's a paranormal podcast, so nothing special about politics and all that jazz. But they just got, they started um, doing their own TV show now where it's um, it's a Nerdist podcast and it's uh, Ooh, Jessica Nerdist, Chobot. Shout out. Yeah, Jessica Chobot and Andrew Bowser. They basically just talk about anything paranormal, supernatural, and all that jazz. But they have a TV show where it's local to LA, so they're just going around to different. Um, places that are supposedly haunted or things like that in the area and it's just a fun podcast and show because like another podcast that's in the same vein is lore but it's very presentational where the guy just writes out all these scripts and just reads them kind of as he's going but this is more like 
more feels like you're sitting down at a table with your friends and listening to them talk about it. So if you like those two people, then you'll like the conversations they have. And it's a fun show so far. The first episode was put on um, Alpha TV today, which you can get a free subscription to the website for 30 days. So you should check that out if it interests you at all. Um, I watched a, another web series. So if you've listened to any of the other podcast episodes of ours, I've mentioned what uh, Carmilla and um, Lizzie Bennett Diaries. And this new one is um, All for One. It's the same vein as those where it takes a classic work of literature this time the three musketeers and updates it to a college setting in this day and age and it's just these group of friends are kind of taking on the um, student body corruption of their college so it's another thing you should look into and what's it what what platform is it on lauren uh, it's on youtube okay gotcha yeah and what else i started watching babylon 5 from the 90s because a friend said that if or if if I got her to watch Buffy, then I had to watch Babylon 5 because it's one of her favorite shows. I'm only six episodes in right now, and it's campy and fun, although the last episode was quite a downer because it is basically our current political soci- like society issues right now that are very prevalent. It's like, basically, it feels like that episode was written this year, but it was written in like, I don't know, 94 or something. So that's a bummer. But it's a fun show other than that. <laughs> And I guess other than that, all I've done is rewatched Winona Earp at season two. And Ben can tell you that, at least I think you agree, it's a pretty fun show that everyone should check out. Uh, like, I know kind yeah, of people definitely. people are kind of hesitant to compare it to Buffy these days because I think they just got upset that that's how everyone was comparing it. Like, no, it's its own thing. But no, it's comparable to Buffy. So just let it happen. That's not a bad thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, so everyone should watch that. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Yeah, it's like the I would say that they kind of left what like the whole rev like the whole s- scenario of the show is that uh, Winona Earp is the um, like the heir of Wyatt Earp, the legendary gunslinger, and so every year when the heir is killed, like or every heir is tasked with killing all the people that Wyatt Earp killed when he, because they come back as demons. It's very convoluted trying to explain it right now, but it makes sense. It's really, it is, it's easy to follow like as you're watching. Yeah. Um, But it's like, so some of the like demons of the week aren't necessarily the best. Like some of the stories aren't necessarily the best, but what makes it so great is the characters themselves and like the writing dialogue wise is amazing. So that's why it gets compared to Buffy so much. I, and I, I feel like for those types of shows, like it never, like the freak of the week format, I feel like is not tried and true, but can get very tried at times. Yeah. But with all those shows, it's never about that thing. Actually, it's always about the characters and the gang. Yeah, for and sure. It's the it's the same reason why Scooby Doo got super popular because well, who cared about whoever they were fighting or whatever? It was about the hijinks that they were going to get into while trying to like figure out the mystery. And, yeah, well, this and I show- would also Sorry. I would also say that like even though <clears throat> yeah the villain of the week thing wasn't great in the first season, it has like the overarching villain of season one is probably one of my favorite TV series villains in, like, five years. Yeah, and, uh, like, the overarching uh, villain of this year wasn't actually that important. Like, when you watch the finale, it actually makes, like, the characters themselves and their story arc way more important than the villain of that season, 
which like would be upsetting, but it's not really, it's fine. But like one of the things that this show's getting a lot of hype for right now is that um, one of the main actresses was pregnant this year. And so they actually had to rewrite the show to work that into the season instead of just covering it up by like having her carry things. Uh, and to like jump off of that, weren't we talking about that? Cause you told me, uh, oh, she yeah, was like she told and the... I did not, I didn't realize that. Yeah, they like, had I to rewrite the it season. It was like, yeah, but that's how good I thought yeah. that writing was. It was just like, oh, they, they did that kind of last minute. Yeah. Wow. And like, uh, All right. yeah. <laughs> and I'll just say Melanie Scrifano, she plays the main character. She's by far one of my favorite actresses on TV right now. She's, oh, she's fantastic. Yeah. In the, um, Who's the guy who does Doc? He's also oh, um, he's Tim he's Rosen, awesome. I think is his name. Yeah, he's so good. And he has quite the mustache. That he does. Mm-hmm. That he does. Oh, last but hey. not least, just everyone Oxenfree is free on Xbox uh, Gold right now, and you should play it because it's an amazing game. And I was gonna mention it back when we were talking about video games a few weeks ago, but I forgot. So yeah, everyone should watch that or play it. It's another paranormal game that is based more story driven and character driven than like action or anything. I'm logging in right now. What is it? Um, also real quick. I, I completely forgot. I saw John Wick two this weekend. Um, no and dogs were killed in the making of that movie. I was super tired. So I will say <laughs> I was falling asleep during kind of some portions of it, but the parts I did see, I really liked because it was more stylized and colorful. And I thought that was good. And more exotic. I love that I was in Rome for a bit. I still like the first one the best, but I did enjoy this one. Zach, you still there, bud? I saw Kingsman. That's it. And I saw it late, so everybody hates me. <laughs> it's true. Plus that whole breathing thing you were just doing. What, what, yeah, I don't know what the wait, breathing wait. thing was. It was just breathing. You might want to move your mic back a it's little down. bit. It's down. It's, it's far away as it can go. Oh, I just thought you were oh, really me. upset with me talking as long as I did. No. Alright, so I just I just bought Oxen Free. The uh you it, know, it was free, you didn't buy it. <laughs> bought, yeah. Like the purchased for free ninety free. Yeah. Nice. So let's talk the Kingsman movie, the sequel. Kingsman the Golden Circle to be exact. We're gonna go through brief thoughts and then we're gonna jump into spoilers. Um since I didn't talk about anything, I'll go first. I enjoyed it, but felt let down a little bit. Um, the first movie had a brand of ridiculous going for it that I felt like this one didn't, even though it was trying to. Um, maybe it just didn't work as well for me this time around. But uh, I thought the character stuff was really well done here, though. Uh, the The main characters, I think, advanced along quite a bit, unless they were getting killed off, um, which a lot of people do. <laughs> pretty quickly in this movie yeah i thought the humor was still on point i thought the acting was quite good the action was fine but i really feel like they didn't even try to do something on par with the church scene which is one of the best action scenes in a movie in recent memory i other than atomic blonde which you still I, need yep, to see. you're correct but i i can't i can't believe that they didn't even with more money bigger budget bigger everything i was shocked that they didn't even try to go there um and i i was a little let down by that i think but i enjoyed it uh zach was let down a little bit i was let down a lot of it uh (laughs) 
I thought it basically felt like they took this, like the bones of the first movie and just put different dressing on it. I appreciated like, that, actually. Like I didn't. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, it was very intentional, it felt like, the going through like the same scenes, almost the same shots. Um, that didn't bother me, but go see, ahead. See, I didn't see that. It just felt lazy to me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I didn't think they should. I feel like they shouldn't have brought Colin birth back because they didn't play out that story um i thought what do you, you wait know, hold on I, what do you mean they didn't play out that story in we'll this get movie into that and the spoilers in this movie they didn't play it out you mean or you yes okay um what else yeah i just i didn't think it was it was like a lot of the stuff you're talking about where they didn't get as like what did you say something about this they didn't go as far out there with the tech and stuff. No, like, is that what you're talking no, about? just the the, the, the tone action. of the movie oh, seemed action, more yes, ridiculous. I agree with that. Yeah, it was definitely more ridicu- ridiculous. No, d- I did not I, think it was as ridiculous. The, oh, I did. Like the first ten minutes, I was already rolling my eyes at the technology oh. they put on screen. Oh, I thought that was the was best like, action scene in the movie. Well, it's probably yeah. I mean, there weren't a lot of them. Uh, no, that's a lie. There were a lot of them. Uh, no. I don't know. I like. I there's not a lot I can say without getting into spoilers. So I just was disappointed. Ben. John. Oh, I'll go last. I'll go last. John, go ahead. Um, again, I kind of saw this movie kind of late, so I was also very tired and missed parts of it. What? Um, Did you sleep? <laughs> yeah, I was dozing off in there. Kind of. Oh God, John. <laughs> but. I appreciate so the thing that I guess drew me to Kingsman the first one, not when I saw I didn't see it in theaters I saw it on TV on cable or something like that was it was so super were stylized. there were there just, uh, commercial breaks? I think so. Oh God, John! Um, I judge you so it was, hard. <laughs> it was super goofy and it no 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 when I saw the first one I didn't see it in theaters. Well, yeah, but you shouldn't watch a movie for the first time with commercial breaks in it. Okay, fair enough. Um... <laughs> Wait, were there? I don't remember. It was on TV, whatever. Um, but it was super. It was super stylized, and it was super goofy and silly, and just like fun. And I, I thought that was kind of cool. And I thought um, Samuel L. Jackson's character was, as a villain, was super interesting. Yeah, like, he was the best. Again, this goofy kind of mad scientist-ish who, um, yeah, had an interesting interpretation about humans and their role in the Earth or whatever. And I guess I expected with this movie, like, whenever I whenever I see a sequel, I hope the sequel, like, builds the story or builds the world. And this, aside from establishing that there's an American version of the Kingsman, this didn't really do that for me. Um, Julianne Moore, I think, was cool as an individual villain, but I think in terms of her aim and what she was about, like, not interesting, but not super compelling aside from just being weird and kind of creepy but Um, all those political undertones what political undertones well just the war on drugs (laughs) i mean i don't know maybe like it i like here's what i'll say the the illusions and talk about the war on drugs i think was far far weaker than the uh climate change message message in the first one um, it had really great action scenes. I thought the opening action sequence and the closing action sequence were amazing. Um, but in terms of where the story was going and what, I guess, a sequel was going to look like, 
Um, yeah, I wasn't, I'm not bought in. I don't know. So, yeah. Not a crazy film. Oh, and another thing. Um, no, do you want, we'll get to that later. John, which part that you fell asleep to is your favorite? <laughs> um, yeah. I think... <laughs> Oh, he woke up and there was Gwyneth Paltrow was in this movie, correct? No, no. Who's the Who's the blonde woman? His girlfriend. Uh, you mean You mean no. the Swedish princess? No, the other woman that he had to like seduce or whatever. You thought that was Gwyneth, not Gwyneth, pa- Gwyneth Paltrow? Gwyneth Paltrow is like was... ten times more beautiful than that woman. She was like a walking skeleton. No offense, lady. Okay, calm down, bud. <laughs> Just saying. Jesus. But who? Seriously, who was this? Woman, she's some, she, she's been in like three person. things. Poppy something. Her name is Poppy Delavene. Okay. Um. I, I butchered that, her. Last oh, she time. related to Kara. Oh, she is. She's the elder sister of Kara. Interesting. That whole scene where he had to do stuff. Of course, that was <laughs> one of the I, scenes you were awake for. I know. I but I was just like, honestly, this is a, like they made this as, like someone wrote this and said, hey, we're gonna include this in the movie. Like, yeah. Wait. I'm, I'm sorry. I, Don't you love going into a there. woman's vagina, John? <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> he already said it. You can't just keep shouting spoiler at us. We could have. Um, we could have removed that though. Well, you like, could still remove it. Yeah, okay. we can still remove it. Here, let me just let me just go for it right now. The one scene <laughs> where, uh, whatever the guy's name is, Eggsy or Eggy or whatever, had to seduce. Which P.S. is that a real name? It's probably know, short for weird. something. Um, where he Eggs had to Benedict? seduce the Gwyneth. What is it short for? <laughs> <laughs> it could be actually. Eggs Benedict Cumberbatch. Gary Eggsy Unwin. No one, no one knows. Um, the scene where Eggsy had to seduce the Gwyneth Paltrow lookalike or wannabe was the worst thing I've ever watched on screen. I think. <laughs> what? Yeah, I thought it was dumb. I thought it, I like I legitimately was like this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen and I've seen Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a low bar you just set. Holy shit. Um Yeah, I've literally seen two Asian actors like hump a giant like like foam like bag of weed character like my. Okay. And this scene was still stupider. Okay, so Zach kind of <laughs> liked it. Uh John and I are on the other side. Where are you, Ben? You know, I'm gonna shock you guys here you and say, it, I you? no, I kind of agree with Zach. Oh, like no. it's it's a fine movie. It could be a lot better. Um, I was definitely disappointed. <clears throat> Where I, I will disagree with Zach is, I thought the opening scene was the worst scene in the movie, hands down. Um, <laughs> Speaking of hands down. <laughs> But the, the CG... <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Thanks, John. Appreciate it. <laughs> but the CG, just like... Because there were like there were cool cuts where it was Eggsy and the other guy were fighting, and then it would like have some CGI like action sequence in between, and it just totally took me out of it. It's like, oh, God, it looks terrible. I really am a big fan of practical effects. Like, we were talking about this earlier, and I didn't like the CG that they used... Um, for for the most of the CG scenes um, in general. Uh, I also thought that action movies don't tend to have very strong female characters. I think the first Kingsman had two that I really 
I thought were pretty great. Yeah, so why keep them? And that's what, yeah. And then this one is just like, well, let's just not do anything with e either of them. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it definitely right, doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Not that I was expecting it to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, that's my spoiler-free opinion of the Kingsman. Kingsman Golden Circle. Okay. Well... This is your spoiler warning for the Kingsman. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Spoiler. Um. So, John, in particular, <laughs> you didn't like the shot of him going to finger her, or the whole scene in general. <laughs> like the okay, so one like uh. the 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 physicality of the actual scene where they like did the zoom in and the CG and it was just like that. I was just like. There's silliness, and then there's actual, like, stupidity. And that I thought was stupid. Like, it was just like, hey, let's make a scene that's as close as we can to showing someone get fingered. Like, zoom in. Quite close, literally, like... the closest you can get. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I agree with that. I did not like that scene whatsoever. And it just didn't work for me. And But then, like, the entire, like... Like... During the writing of this film, someone said... How is he going to be able to track... Like, what is he going to have to do to track... To put, like, a tracker on this one? Oh, he's going to have to seduce her. Okay. Well, where is he going to put the tracker? And some dude was like, ha! In her vagina. And it was just like... And it was like... It's, it's like that first, like, thought that's thrown out during a brainstorming session. Like... Yeah, but I think, like, I think right, they're Brad, trying to... They're trying to say... I mean, they're trying to make fun of... Sex... Era like, spawn I, spy movies a little bit. Well, they failed. I think. Whatever happened to a good old tracker on the shoulder, back of the shoulder, man? <laughs> like, I, or even I, just I, like if they wanted to go like that kind of the seducing route, he could like put it on her butt. Or, or something, maybe he could have put like... it on the tip of his penis, and then when she gave him a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> See, like here's the thing: like one of our contributors to this website and podcast has already come up with a better, funnier idea. Like, <laughs> like, and we thought of that in literally like two seconds. I really hope you're being sarcastic, like, but the be... sad part is I don't know. <laughs> they had to do what they did so they could keep the integrity of Eggsy and Tildy's uh, relationship. Mm. How much integrity is there in like fingering her? Well, like, he could have slept with her. There, like but... the fact, the guys, here, hold on. The fact that we have to analyze a scene about someone fingering a woman is just the it's just so dumb like yeah, i can we i don't know can we i was on? <laughs> i and it wasn't I'm, it's not like i'm a prude or anything like super bad's one of my favorite movies i which is why i thought like this like i was especially shocked but especially convinced that like this scene was stupid um so yeah and again i get what you're saying zach in terms of it like trying to be like a parody of like the sexualization of like uh, i thought I thought the only weird thing about it was the exaggerated shot, even though I, I kind of got where they were coming from, the, from the humor side of things, with the dramatic, slow, it, it didn't work, it was kind of pr pretty pervy, but I appreciated the buildup of how Eggsy was like calling his, the woman that he loves, and he's like, I gotta do this, I'm really sorry, and... You know, it's part of the job, and I thought that was an interesting angle that you never get in a spy movie. Yeah, I just say he, the girlfriend shouldn't have existed in this movie. I really like the really? relationship. So, I there's no point to her. 
except to be saved, which is not good. Yeah, it's like all the women in this movie suck. No, except for not, the one they kill think... like six minutes Yeah, she in. was the only good character. And they I killed her. I would her. say not necessarily because she I don't think she's dead by the way. Like, she's the reason why Eggsy... Like, he just got into the most stable kind of, like, job or thing that he's ever known in his life, which was being part of the Secret Service or whatever. But then he's entered into this relationship. And now, if this relationship is going to continue and blossom and, like, come to fruition, he's got to make a choice between, like, his job and his girlfriend or whatever. And so, I think that was the most compelling part, the like, showing the tension of, like, how... He's got to physically choose between the two, and it's almost a matter of, like, national security or whatever, and here's what I'll say. In terms of, like, the emotional depth to this movie, I think the stuff about the relationship he has with the Princess of Sweden or whoever she is was more compelling than his relationship The only to good scene between Harry. them was when he cried about Harry being dead. Which... Again, yeah, I thought every like, scene those two had together was really good. I agree. And all she is is the girlfriend. She sucks. No, I think he's talking about Colin no, first. Oh, okay. I am talking about the girlfriend. She, she, oh. I agree that she could have had really? more to do, but I really believed and bought into the relationship. This is, a, this is a character that was nothing but an anal sex joke in the first movie, and they had me believing that he really cared for this woman and was torn up about her but and really wanted to be with her while watching the movie. I agree with you. I say, cut her out, keep the best friend. I agree with you that they should have kept Roxy in the movie. I agree with you that she did become a save her in the end. That's all she was worth in the end of the movie. That was unfortunate. But up until that point, I was I was really into what they had between the two of them. I also would completely disagree with John that, I, that the stuff with Harry and Eggie wasn't good. I thought that was excellent. <laughs> I was really into their story and their scenes together, and I thought they were very touching, nope. and it was something that you don't ever, ever get in an action movie like this, is actual character development like those two had, and how much they grew together. I like the character development between Eggsy and Merlin, and then of course they kill him, so he's not going to be in the third one. Yeah. I don't think they put too much effort into Eggsy and Merlin. They were just on the same mission together. It, it paid off a lot more than... I mean, it's like, oh, I missed you. Why did I miss you? I don't know, because I like you. And now we're back. And it's like, that. it didn't really feel like... You're supposed to like these guys because they work well together and they care about each other. It's like, but you never really showed it. Like, it was just... Eh. I will say that I agree with Ben. I think I was more interested in the relationship between Merlin and... Uh, Eggsy Eggsy. than I was between uh, Harry and Eggsy but I will say the use of Country Road oh my god three movies this year guys was (laughs) very like for no reason really and I think I think it was really unfortunate that Channing Tatum has been in two movies we've talked about that feature this song and the first one has a far more poignant emotional uh, just oh, cut to it, and and the the like. Can we talk about the statesmen and how just like awful they were? Uh, one thing at a time. At least. Oh, okay, okay. I'll be patient. <laughs> Wait, are you done talking about Country Road? Because then we can get to the statesmen. 
Yeah, no, like, honestly, like, when I was, whenever that, like, when it first came up, I was like, oh, yeah, I love this song. It's a great, like, Americana song or whatever, country song. And then when he was singing it, when he, as he was about to die or whatever, um, I was just like, I know this is supposed to be a very powerful emotional scene. It was a great Logan scene. Logan Lucky did it better. I agree with Zach on that. I thought that was good. I'm more Logan with Lucky John. Logan Lucky did it better. Logan, but here's the thing, guys. Like, it could, do you want, maybe, perspectively, perspectively, uh, relatively, it was a good scene, but it the had way Logan the Lucky song, did, <laughs> well, yeah, but the way Logan Lucky did that was, ugh, was, was crazy. I don't know. Well, I'll concede, no. I'll concede it was better, uh, in Logan Lucky, but I just, I, I still thought it was great, uh, Kingsman. I'm not talking about the use of the song. I'm saying the sequence with Mer- Merlin's final scene was excellent. Well, the sequence oh, the involved s- him singing the, the, the song. The sequence was pretty good, except for, like, the song for myself, I thought, was the was. They the planted at least it. three seeds that he loved John Denver in that movie. They earned oh, it. Oh, we know. It was heavy-handed. So let's go to the Statesman. So do you want to feel a little bit cheated? Oh, for sure. How, how much Channing Tatum and Jeff Gold or, uh, not Goldblum, God. Jeff Bridges were in. I, I love I mean, Jeff the Goldblum. The only movie that cheated us more on Channing Tatum was the G.I. Joe sequel. <laughs> Didn't they kill him? Yeah, like, in like 10 minutes, early? maybe five. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, let's let's set up this character who's actually kind of cool and put him in the cryogenic stasis for the entire movie. Yeah, it's like, that's why I'm saying All we right. didn't need Colin Firth. They should have killed everyone from The Kingsman. And had Eggsy come in the Statesman and been the fish out of water there. I would argue they should have killed so none them. of them and not got the Statesman involved in any way, shape, or form. And just told a new so Kingsman I'm okay, story. I'm okay with that, too. So, okay, just like, completely different movie. <laughs> Jeff Jeff Bridges, like, was good. Didn't do anything. Had, like, what, uh, he two, spit three, once. three scenes? <laughs> he had, like, three scenes. And then Halle Berry, like, wow. She she was we went, just we went from number we two. We went from... We went from Roxy and Gazelle, who was awesome. Gazelle was super cool in the first one. Like, the most badass character in the movie. To Merlin Point Five. It's like, really? Okay, I guess. That's fine. Yeah, but she was disappointing. Uh, I thought, I thought, uh, who was it? Whiskey? No, Tequila. Tequila was uh, whiskey was the tequila. bad guy. Pedro Pascal. Tequila, yeah, whiskey. Tequila was Channing Tatum. I thought whiskey was all right. I guess because he got the most time, and I and I think the fight with him, Harry and Eggsy, that was the that was my favorite scene. I hated how it ended. No, I I mean I I'd agree with that, but because uh, it was tele it was telegraphed like. Oh yeah, like that's why one of the reasons I hated. Uh, Colin Firth being back, it was like they no, they didn't play up the whole thing past that one scene. It's like he doubted uh, whiskey, like and he shot him. Which I guess one that you have, God forbid, you doubt someone, you shoot him right away. But it's like they didn't, they didn't. I don't know. I'm not explaining this well. But Colin Farrell, or Firth, Colin Firth. First of all, I hate butterflies, so screw that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> holy cow. Um, <laughs> yeah. but like they were building up this whole thing where he was like physically incapable of being the man he once was like his coordination's off and all that stuff and then 10 minutes later I'm good then he kills the guy 
and everything's fine all of a sudden. It's like they yeah, go to this final yeah. showdown, and he's like, cool as ice, shooting a lasso in half, which, P.S., that thing probably should have broken apart in the meat grinder. So, yeah. it's like, I just, I hated his arc. There was no reason for him to be back. Except Colin Firth is awesome as a spy, and I want to watch yeah, him Yeah, but more. that doesn't mean he's he needs to be in the movie. Just watch the first one again. Uh, the other scene I actually kind of liked, and I, it's like kind of a guilty pleasure. I liked John Den or not the sorry Elton John kicking the shit out of he the guys. He was the only him. good oh, part of this movie. That was, no, that he was, was probably the worst really part of the movie. <laughs> oh, are you? The serious? movie was the worst <laughs> part of the movie. Give us something, Zach, please. Ugh. They gave him the like eight cameos too many. You have to sit with this. That's true. They could have definitely cut his part down. The the best thing call the best thing Colin Firth did in that movie was use him as a shield against <laughs> yeah. the dog. I I thought that was great. He didn't I mean, use him I as felt, a shield. He sacrificed himself as a I shield. Felt, <laughs> I felt bad. I, I felt bad. Used like killing the dogs. Like even though it was a robot dog, I felt oh, one bad, of them like, got oh, Valerian or whatever. Not Valerian. Uh, Viserion. Ooh yeah. <laughs> well, I will say I did actually kind of like the action sequence uh, cut to Saturday. I thought that was awesome. You mean Wednesday? Oh well, yeah, Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, that action scene that was, was fun, yeah. but uh, I mean the the, the it, like I said, they just it didn't seem to be as going for the ridiculous that the first movie went for. He was shooting out of a briefcase. That's not ridiculous. And then there's that's the dude. There's the dude with the rock'em. There's the dude with the rock'em sock'em robot arm. That's like the the uh, grappling hook. Like he could. Sh- that was crazy. I thought um, that guy's way more attractive, bald and bearded, than he was with his no clean kidding. Shit. I was like, man, what? Oh, why yeah. You, why are you I running that? I didn't recognize him at first. I did. I got I, so confused when the movie started because I was like, his head blew up. Man, that was an upgrade. <laughs> what is it? I think, um, yeah, like we started this series with, in terms of this movie series, with a woman who had freaking prosthetic legs that were swords. And we essentially got bumped up to a guy with a bionic arm, which has totally been done before. Like, it wasn't... Yeah. Like... And we got, oh, we got yeah, bumped sense, up from actually. McDonald's to human burgers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I'm saying, it was just a replay of the first movie with different dressing. I don't know. The, garnishes. The, the, I, like I said, I said before, I, I enjoyed the progression of Eggsy and Harry's characters and um I did like the scene with the dog. I thought that yes, was done well. And I laughed a lot still. Even though the dogs then disappeared from the movie. Well he's safe. He didn't die. Just robot dogs. You died. don't know that? I mean who was taking care of the pug while that girl was like a statue? It was probably trapped in the bathroom in that little bed. And like I said, the humor. I also felt the pacing seemed weird um, for some reason. It, it was kind of long. Yeah, it felt a little sluggish. Uh, I think they could have got it written, rid of most of Elton John stuff. And What was it, two hours, 20 minutes? Well, I don't think the time? movie was that long, though. Are you serious? I, think, I don't think it was that long. It's that, it felt that's that what long. it says on there, but it was. I, I got out of the <clears> movie theater at 9.30 on a 7.30 start time. Like after, like that's it was seven ten start twenty minutes or trip so it was only like two hours long so I don't know what happened there 
It's a 141 it's minute runtime. It's not it, The yeah. movie itself is not that long. Maybe there's a shit ton of credits. It did seem like there were a lot of credits, especially a lot that I've seen. Um, I love I love uh, Emily Watson and Bruce Greenwood, and I both felt they were a little quite underused. Her character was so stupid. Yeah, and it was also pointless. Why do you not tell people that your president is a monster until after everyone is saved? Yeah. Like, warn was, people. I thought that whole subplot with, like, the president was... Just, just I terrible. I think you needed that plot, and I enjoyed the plot, but it, there just wasn't much to it. And we didn't need Emily Watson to, like, get it to be sympathetic, really. I guess she was the argument for the the pro-drug legalization side of the uh, yeah, she was. argument, but um, we weren't, we already had one person we cared about, well, at least I cared about, that was at threat of dying. Um, we didn't need two people to wait wait who was the other character the girlfriend the girlfriend oh i thought you were talking about channing tatum oh. no, i thought you were talking about uh <laughs> the drug seller what's her name julian moore oh she was great by oh, the way man, she was no. I, I, I thought she was great. fun i don't understand for the life of me why she gave up the password in the end if you get screwed over kill everyone yeah, it's like I I thought she was great. In Vivo Las Vegas, she was. Why is that she her was password? Because it's funny, I guess. It is but not she was funny. Just, it like, is stupid. The the point where she was supposed to be like kind of crazy. It's like okay. They're like, oh, but, you're you're yeah. gonna die in eight minutes. She got one minute. It's like that plan was horrible yeah. on her part. Oh man, if she had held out any longer, that would have. Oh, so many people would be dead. <laughs> Everyone would be dead. <laughs> So not, I think Ben likes the movie less now since this conversation started. No, no, I still think it's alright. I just think there's a lot of stuff I don't like. There's a lot of stuff I did like, They though. needed more I to do with the electric the... lasso. They needed mo- more think... Channing Tatum dancing. <laughs> I also think they... You j- well, just watch Magic Mike again. You love that movie so I much. I do, but they... Ooh. Ooh. Oh, God, I need I to love... see Magic Mike. Both of those movies are amazing. I've seen the first one. It was fine. I wish they would have done more with the the dancing disease part. Like, that one scene was pretty funny, I thought. Where that would have gotten dumb quick, though. I don't know. I thought it would have been cool. If they would have thrown in a dance number, <laughs> some Elton John song or something, <laughs> where everybody was dancing to it, I would have laughed. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I don't know. I think... <laughs> I didn't. I don't know. I didn't. I want to know who the tech person was for Julianne Moore's character. It's like, was she coming up with all this stuff on her own? Who designed those dogs? Oh, I love the eighty. I love <laughs> the dog the that wasn't charged yeah, the, joke. That was great. I laughed really hard at that. It was a what? <laughs> What'd you say? They cut to the dog, the second dog at the end, and it wasn't charged. Oh yeah, the charge joke. <laughs> and they were named after an Elton John song. But like. Overall, like I think the most unbelievable thing about this movie, actually, considering all that tech, was just how easy it was for Colin Firth to run on a bowling alley lane. <laughs> that's, that's true. Like, no way he didn't fall down. They really that. gave he re, Colin Firth really got the short shrift in the end of that the like the post like them breaking in and teaming up was pretty cool but then colin firth is just fighting cgi dogs for the next 10 minutes i was like really yeah but he got a whole nother movie more than he should have gotten so you you're grumpy about colin firth being in this movie i'm just upset that they built up this like think psychological thing with him and then didn't carry it out what do you mean they didn't carry it out easy fix easy fix 
What do you mean he disappears? It's like one scene he's scared. One scene there's like butterflies flying around him and he's coordination's off and all this stuff and he kills someone and then no one cares about any of that and he's just back to being a good sky. agent. I can get was he, he wasn't necessarily perfect in the final <laughs> scene, was he? Yeah, he was fine. He didn't do anything wrong. Like I said, he shot the lasso in half. Yeah. And he survived those dogs, which, like... He was, yeah, but they he also, was said, they also <laughs> said doing what you made you good brings it back. So I think they can get away with that argument. Mm. No. I don't know. He made that drink again on the plane. I just think if you're going to bring that character back, have it be that hmm, maybe he's the double agent. Play up that thing. It's like there was no doubt that Whiskey was the bad guy. Yeah, once he said it, it's just like, oh, that's, yeah. But and that, that was the other thing though, because Whiskey wasn't necessarily a bad guy. He was a guy that was super. Um, he's um, a bad guy because he wanted half the population to die. Yeah, it's a, it's like I get he has the tragedy, but he was gonna kill millions of people. Okay, that, fair there's fair there's enough. no justification like, as a good person for that. Yeah, because he he had a he actually had a reason for. It. But people this are the drug, worst, man. People are this the worst. guy, this guy, he gave drugs to my wife and she died. Oh yeah, you should just kill no, she everybody. Got shot who does in drugs. Drug Robbery. So kill people with guns. <laughs> like he does kill turn people into with Bruce guns. Bruce Willis in the new movie, Death Wish. Yes. Which P.S. I already have problems with that movie, but we don't need to talk about that now. Oh, that's I'm so excited for that movie. Do I just realize? And I'm multitasking totally. Of John Boyega are. from Star Wars kind of looks like Cal Lowry from the Toronto Raptors. Okay, okay like, there's gosh. multitasking, and then there's just completely out of nowhere. <laughs> like, what is that? Speaking of raptors, I wish this jungle had had dinosaurs. That, okay, I would oh, have man. loved that direction. Like, if it would have made it super oh, silly. Mechanical like, instead dinosaurs of, instead yeah, of dogs? Yeah, instead of the robo-dogs, yeah. Oh, That'd man. Be awesome. I mean, I know she was back, She, I mean, she liked going back to the past to, like, the 50s. Go way back to the past. <laughs> Go to like the real fifties. Yeah, <laughs> not nineteen. That doesn't make sense. Like it's not like fifty zero BC zero fifties. <laughs> the, the dinosaurs had their hair greased back and wore bomber jackets. You know. I mean, they did have feathers. Just hey. grease them back. Hey, Stegosaurus! You know what? You are a square. Hey. <laughs> So, Kingsman, not a lot of ra- resounding uh, support for it, it sounds like. No. See it if you absolutely love the first one, I guess? Well, I absolutely love the first one. Oh, okay. I mean, well, see then. it, come up with your own decision, but no, it might not live up to the one you saw before. Oh, it definitely My wife won't. thought it was <laughs> great. She loved it. Just putting that out there. Wait, the first one or the, the second one? Really? Mm-hmm. You say this knowing nothing about his wife, Chun. <laughs> Yeah. What is that supposed to I'm mean? Still, I'm still waiting, still waiting for frozen custard. I'm, I'm, I'm scheduling you in, Zach. I'm scheduling you both. Okay. <laughs> He's Just gonna pencil, be here around Christmas. Yeah. I don't think Tedrus is open then. Yeah, it is. They're selling Christmas trees. Is it open trees. year round? Yeah, I think it's open all year. If it closes, it's in February. I'm sorry, we were more we, of a are we talking about family, an, so. like a, a frozen custard place in St. Louis. Yeah, it's the best yep. ice cream on the face of the earth. It's uh, not ice cream. It's not it's ice cream. Frozen it's frozen custard. custard. Shout out to Ted Drew's sponsorship. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. On the podcast in which we talk about fingering someone, Ted Drews is a good old man is going to sponsor us. Hey, you don't Put know. a little jiggle in it. Um, <laughs> That's awful. That's the slogan. Was, what? Is that really the slogan? He I says, you were put going, a little jiggle in I it. I thought you were suddenly going on a tangent to Bill he Cosby. Does, he, does little, he does the little shake, right? Yeah. Nope. Totally thought this was a Bill Cosby tangent. Which doesn't make sense because they sell concretes that aren't supposed to jiggle. What? They sell concretes that aren't supposed to jiggle. That's why they put yeah, a little jiggle in it. I mean, it probably jiggles before it solidifies. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, Kingsman. We have two no's. Two yes, and uh, it's up to you, I guess. We're right in an hour, so we're going to wrap this thing up. I'm Zach Oldenburg. Find me at Zach Oldenburg on Twitter. And you can find writing. I'm going to finish a review for this before this podcast goes up, probably. For the Kingsman as well. Does so that mean the... you're going to write the review quickly or post this like five days from now? Um, well, the review started already. I'd probably be able to write it in the time that it would upload, so that's why I'd nice. probably end up first. Um, but you can find that at middleofrow.com. Hashtag know the. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can follow me at, on Twitter at, at the Grigsby Bear, or you can find us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. Just look for the little Fez character on our uh, our. Why? I want to know why are you so attached with that character of the images? Yeah, there's just Westeros, because it's really. There's... Oh, I think yeah, that, there's Scott well, Pilgrim. Yeah, but that one's really easy to recognize. You just like oh, it's there's easy a Fez. to recognize for people who know what that video game is. No, but like they, they're the characters wearing a Fez. I wouldn't have known what a Fez is. But that's more, a. Con- uh, Something about my okay, so look for the look for the cover art with uh, the guy from Fez who's wearing a Fez, some Game of Thrones <laughs> our, stuff, our, our co- and Scott our Pilgrim. Photo, our cover photo should just be Zach's face. It is. It's say, all his like... likes. <laughs> oh, fair enough. The face in the middle oh. is actually a photo of Zach. I'm just. I'm facts. proud that Zach. I'm proud that Zach didn't change it to like you know the. Something's mother. mother for a week or something. <laughs> Welcome uh, to the you mother should not of the have mother, given mother him podcast. that idea. It's going to be mother now. Oh my god, what have I done? I'm John Rahul. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at another Rahul J. Um, and you can also find us on Twitter uh, where we give you updates on when podcast episodes get posted, when reviews get posted, and all that sweet goodness. And that's at middle of the row. Middle of row, excuse me. Know the. Hashtag know the. <laughs> and I am Lauren. I am at beware of trees on Twitter. And you can find us on Tumblr. Tumblr? You can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Next week, we are probably going to be talking about Flatliners. Until then... Go watch Flatliners. You don't have to see the uh, original for that conversation, because I will have not. And, uh, yeah, remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row.